0: adventures of The Shadow are on the air, brought to you each week at this time by your neighborhood blue coal dealer. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The secret of hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Dead Men Tell.
1: (laughs) That everlasting sleep. That born from which no traveler returns, that eternal rest called death. How often men have attempted to close the mouth of the accuser, seal their lips forever, and how often have they failed. For dead men, in spite of the legend, do tell. Yes, they speak and point with a bony, fleshless finger at their murderers. Sign right
2: here, Matley, right on the dotted line. No, no, I won't do it. You like living, Johnny. Either you pay up or it's. (laughs) Please submit flowers for you.
3: Okay, okay, let go of me. I'll sign.
2: That's better. But
3: but this notice of $50,000.
2: Yeah.
3: I only owe you $10,000.
2: Just a little interest, Johnny boy. Just a little interest to keep me happy till your old man dies and leaves his dough to you. I gotta have something extra for waiting, don't I? Go ahead, sign. All right. There. Now, remember, this is a little business between you and me. One word from you to your old man about this, and, uh, well, I collect my money that much sooner. You get it? Now get out. Okay. (laughs) All right, he's gone. You can come out. Get
4: it, Max? Sure he got it, Julie.
2: Where is it? Here. Read what the paper says, Julie.
4: I promised to pay Max Merkel the sum of $50,000. Fifty? 50? When, Max?
2: When his old man dies and leaves it to him.
4: And you let him get away with this? His old man is good for 20 years yet.
2: Yeah, but will he live that long? That's the question.
4: Now listen, Merkel. My cut of that 10 grand was 2500 I want it now.
2: And I say you can get it.
4: I'll get it or I'll... It.
2: You'll what, Julie?
4: You killed him.
2: Yeah. Let that be a lesson to you, Gloria. Max Murko does things his own way.
4: You're a fool, John. A weak, blind fool. How much longer will I have to watch over you? How much longer will I have to fight your battles for you? Last year it was that singer Gloria Kingsley, and well, now... Well, said
3: it'd kill me, Dad, if I didn't sign that
4: note. $50,000. How much did you actually lose at Murko's crooked gambling house? $10,000.
3: And you signed for five times that amount? Why? Well, I, I told him that you wouldn't give me that much money. And he said, well, you get your father's dough when he dies, don't you? And I said, yes. He said, well, I, I can wait, but I want interest. So you'd even
4: gamble on your father's life. But, Dad...
3: Get out, Dad, I'm through with you. Dad, I... am calling Arnold Fantas right now and
4: cutting you out of my will. Look, look, Dad... Get out, I said.
3: All right, Dad, but you're not changing your will. There are ways to stop that. More ways than One.
4: So my son would even threaten me, huh? Threaten me. Well, we'll see about that. Hello? Oh, hello, Arnold. Is that you?
5: Yes, Gustav. What is it? You sound upset.
4: Oh, it's that son of mine again, Arnold. I've decided to disinherit him. No, no, no. This time I'm serious. I've never been... Look, how soon can you get here?
5: I'm right next door. I can get there in five minutes, but can't this wait till tomorrow?
4: Oh, I'm changing my will tonight. I want you to bring... To bring... Oh... What's that, Matley? My head, my head, it it feels like fire. Well, what is it? Uh, uh,
2: what's the matter, Gus? Gus? Well, you know how it is, Cranston. Here today, gone tomorrow, was just one of those things. Well, who is he, Commissioner? Gustav Matley,
1: the broker. Yeah. Well, isn't he the man whose son got so mixed up in that scandal last year, Breach of Promise and all that?
3: Yes, that's right, Lamont. Nightclub singer, wasn't she? Gloria...
1: Uh, Gloria Kingsley.
3: That's right, Gloria Kingsley.
1: yes. And if I remember correctly... That wasn't the first time that John Mantley has been in trouble. Always had his father to buy his way out of scrapes. All of which means... That the father's death looks very suspicious. Hold on to your hats, boys.
2: Here we go again. Now, look, Cranston, there were no marks of violence on of Matley's body. Medical examiner says there was no evidence of poison. No foul play, and you're making a murder out of
3: it. Commissioner Weston? Yes? I'm John Matley.
2: Oh, yes.
3: You told me on the phone that you wanted to see me.
2: Yes, Matley. Yes. Sit down, boy. Thank you. Now, this is. It's going to be something of a shock to you, but you...
3: My father. It is about my father, isn't it? Yes. He's dead. I knew it. I knew it would happen. You did? You knew it would happen. Oh, my father was a very violent man. He flew into such terrible tempers. The doctor warned him that he would die of heart failure someday.
0: Heart failure?
1: Well, it might interest you to know that the medical examiner found no indication of heart failure. No evidence of anything that might have caused your father's death. Oh, what did he die of? That, Mr. Matley, is a mystery. I Mr. was Mr. just wondering... Uh,
2: say, what is my office? Grand Central Station? Arnold Fantas Yes, John. I heard that the police had sent for you and I came here to help
3: you. I don't want your help. Why, you just... Wait a minute, wait a minute.
2: Where do you two think you
5: are? I'll have no more of this. I'm, I'm sorry, Commissioner. You see, I'm Arnold Fantis, the deceased Gustav Matley's attorney. Well, why did you come here, Mr. Fantas? I thought it was my duty to help John defend himself
1: against this murder charge. Murder? What are you talking about? Well, the murder of your father, of course. It's strange that you say that, Mr. Fantas, because as yet the police are not even sure that it was murder.
3: It's obvious that Mathley killed his father, Lamont.
1: Obvious, Margot?
3: If I were Commissioner Weston, I wouldn't have let him go (laughs) scot-free.
1: Well, you're not the Commissioner, Margot. Anyway... Weston's assigned a man to trail young Matley. He can't get
4: away. Now, pardon me, Mr. Cranston, Miss Lane. Oh, what is it, Shrevey? Well, it seems my bosom friend and companion, Big Charlie and me, is discussing this now Matley case in full detail we are discussing. And uh, what conclusion did you reach? Well, we reached that if we had been the father of this now guy, uh, uh, John Matley, uh, we would have taken the boy gently, but firmly by the hand, and uh, kicked him the heck down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here it is at Mr. Matley's house.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll see you later, Margot.
4: Oh, Lamont, Can't I come along too?
1: No, Margot. Gustav Matley's will is to be read here today, and the shadow is going to be present.
3: Arnold Fannis will be here any minute now. Read the will.
2: You both better go. Oh, no. Don't forget, I got a 50 grand interest in that will, Johnny boy.
3: I stay. Me? What about me, Johnny? You were paid off, Gloria. My father gave you $5,000 for those letters I wrote you. That's right. Now that I think of it, they were worth much more than that, Johnny. You get out of here right now. Both of you. Listen to him.
2: He ain't very polite, is he? After all I've done for him. What have you done for me? He, much more than you know, kid. More than you know. I, I don't understand you.
3: Maybe he bumped off your old man for you so you could get his money. Shut up, you. Shut up. Oh, look what little Gloria turned up.
0: So it was you, Max.
3: What? Well, now I'm really going to be paid off from both sides, and good. Well, now That throws a different light on things. How'd you do it, Max?
2: Who are you kidding, Johnny boy? I talked you into it the other night so you could get his money.
3: Even if I had, you can't prove it. You can't prove it. Now get out of here. Get out of here.
2: I'm staying. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see. Nice little act of yours, but I'm not buying
3: You're going to cut me in, Max. I know too much.
2: Look, you're a nice girl, but I don't like partners. It's unhealthy for any partner of mine.
3: Like it or not, Maxie, I'm in. Whether you killed old Matley or not, I saw you get Sheely.
2: Suit yourself, Miss Kingsley, but don't say I didn't warn you. (laughs) So the vultures gather. Who said that?
3: I heard something,
2: too.
1: You heard the shadow, Miss Kingsley. Shadow? I can't see anyone. The shadow cannot be seen. Huh? No, 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 don't look for me. What do you want? I want to know how Gustav Matley died, and you, Mr. Murko, can shed some light on that subject. No, I don't know anything about it. You murdered Gustav Matley. That's a lie.
3: Sure. That's it. That's how it happened, Shadow.
1: As for you, Miss Kingsley, the law concerning blackmail is very severe.
3: You got nothing on me. Nor
1: me, Shadow. We shall see, Mr. Max Murko. We shall see.
3: Hello? Hello? No one on the wire. Someone probably got the wrong... Wrong...
1: Oh, my head. Gloria. Fire. Burn. My head. Your op receiver, Miss oh, oh, what,
2: What's wrong? My
3: head. Gloria.
2: What's the matter with her?
4: She's dead, Max. What?
2: Dead, huh? I told her I didn't like partners. <laughs> And there it is, Cranston. The telephone people say definitely that the phone had not
1: been tampered with.
3: Well, then why did this Gloria Kingsley die when she picked up the receiver?
1: Commissioner, what sort of an autopsy was performed on the body of Gustav Matley? Look for yourself. His report on my desk here. Oh, thank you. No marks of violence, no poison. Commissioner, can you get an order to exhume the body of Gustav Matley? Yes, but why do you want it? No mention is made in this report of a brain examination, and I will... Pardon
5: me, Commissioner Weston. Mind if I come in? Not at all, Mr.
1: Fantas. What can I do for you? Oh, hello, Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston.
5: How do you do? How do you do? As you probably know by now, Commissioner, the D.A. has secured an indictment against John Matley for the murder of his father. I just heard about it an hour ago, Mr. Fantis. I've decided to represent John Matley.
1: But I thought that you and young Matley didn't get along. He
5: didn't want your help. Mr. Cranston, I assure you that I have no respect and very little affection for the boy, but... After all, he's still the son of my best friend.
3: Mr. Fannis, do you believe him innocent?
1: No. Is that a fair question? Ask the boy's legal representative, Miss Lane. Well, he's right. Well, then here's something that you can do. Sign an exhumation order for the body of Gustav Matley. Well, that's
5: impossible, Mr. Cranston. Gustav Matley's body was cremated. Cremated? Who ordered that? I did. It was Gustav Matley's wish.
3: All right, Lamont. Be mysterious if you want to.
1: I'm not being mysterious, Margot. You wanted to come along, and you said you didn't care where I was going.
4: 746 3rd Street. Yes, sir. Well, this can't be it. It can't be. But it is. What are you talking about, Shrevy? Well, you said that we was going to call on a young lady, Mr. Cranston.
3: Young lady? At this time of night? Lamont, who is she?
4: Not a very live number, if you should ask me. This is an undertaking Paula.
3: A what?
1: An undertaking parlor, Margot? The young lady happens to be Gloria Kingsley.
4: But Lamont, she's dead. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've been saying. She's uh, dead. What am I laughing at? Worry, Shrevy? In a word, yes. (laughs) Coming, Margot?
3: Well, yes. Well, what can you find out here, Lamont?
1: Margot, Gloria Kingsley has something that she can tell the police. Something that they've overlooked. Coming, Margot? Yes, I'll come. See you in a few minutes, Shrevy.
3: Oh, it doesn't look like there's anyone inside the undertaking parlor.
1: That's why we came at this hour, Margot. Going to bring Miss Kingsley's body back with us.
3: Is that necessary?
1: Yes. Let's try the door. It shouldn't be locked.
3: I guess undertakers are one group of people who aren't afraid of burglars.
1: Come on, let's go in.
3: Lamont, I can see a light burning there in the back room.
1: Hardly expected to run into anyone at this hour. Seems to be two men back there.
3: Undertakers certainly keep strange hours.
1: I don't think they're the undertakers, Margot. Who,
3: Who are they? I can't quit.
1: Now, oh, wait. The light's just gone off.
3: They must have heard us.
1: Yeah, they're gone. Come on, Margot. See if you can find the light switch.
3: All right. Wait a minute. Here. I've got it. Here. Oh, Lamont.
1: Now, Margot, just the back room of an undertaking parlor, that's all. Yeah. Only one coffin here.
3: Uh, Gloria Kingsley?
1: The western center, body was sent here. Yeah, let's open this coffin lid and see what's to be seen. Lamont. It's empty. Uh-uh. Our friends are leaving Come on, Margot. Back to the cab We're following that car that just pulled away Why, Lamont? Unless I miss my guest Gloria Kingsley's body's in it Keep your foot down on the gas, Shrevy I think we're gaining on them Yes, sir Down oh. the floor of the cab, Margo They're shooting at
4: us Where do you think I am? No! Oh, Old oh. man goes by
1: me she... I'll buy you a new one, Keep after them
4: Hey, they're slower down They're slower Look yeah.
1: They've just tossed something out of the car. Stop! Stop, Shrevy! It's a pleasure, Mr. Cranston, a pleasure. Oh, now, let's see what it is. You stay here, Marco. Come on, Shrevy. This big bundle must be it. It's
4: wrapped in a sheet, it's wrapped. I'm going to open it. Um, maybe I ought to go back to the cabin garden, you stay here, Shrevy. Good heavens. Oh. Gloria Kingsley's body.
1: And the head is missing. <laughs>
3: Oh, Lamont, come in. I've been trying to reach you all over town for the last half hour. You have, Margot? Yes, Arnold Fantas called and says that he has a full confession to the murders from Max Merkel, the gambler. What?
1: Max Merkel confessed?
3: Yes. Badis has Merkel over to his home, and he wants us to come over there to witness the confession.
1: Hmm. It doesn't add up, Margot.
3: Why? I'll
1: tell you later. Look, you go to Arnold Fantas' home. Tell him I'll be a little late.
3: But Lamont, why can't you go with me?
1: Margot, it just occurred to me that Gustav Matley's will has never been read. And I have a hunch that the solution to this whole mystery can be found there.
5: Well, let's not wait any longer for Mr. Cranston, Miss Lane. If you'll follow me, we'll have this over with in a minute.
3: You know, Mr. Fenton, I didn't realize that your house was right next door to the Mantley home until I came here tonight. Oh, yes,
5: yes. We've been neighbors for years. Right uh, this way, please.
3: Yes.
5: Step in, Miss Lane.
3: Thank you. Well, there's nobody here.
5: I know. I merely wanted you to see the evidence before you heard the confession to the murders. Evidence? Last night, Gloria Kingsley's body was stolen from the undertaking parlor and decapitated. The head was stolen. You know that? Yes, Miss Lane. Here. Look at this. In this box.
3: Oh! Gloria Kingsley's head! Yes, Miss Lane. Not a very
5: pretty thing to keep in one's house, but... You see, that head can convict the murderer.
3: How do you happen to have it?
5: Because, Miss Lane, I am the murderer.
3: What? You!
5: Does that surprise you, Miss Lane? How stupid of me. I wouldn't have had to kill you after all, would I? But you see, I thought you and your friend, Lamont Cranston, were on to me last night when you went searching for Gloria Kingsley's body.
3: And it was you who stole it, not Max Merkel.
5: No, Miss Lane. We both had a hand in the theft of the body, but... Unfortunately, Max had a violent dislike for partners, so there was nothing I could do but cure him of that dislike permanently.
3: But why do you keep this head?
5: Because locked in it is the solution to the mystery of the, the deaths of both Gustav Matley, my deceased client, and Gloria Kingsley. You see, the brain is burnt to ashes.
3: Why are you telling me all this?
5: Because you're going to die too, Miss Lane. No. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, it's quite painless. No. Just an unpleasant, burning sensation in your brain. No! No! The door locks automatically, Miss Lane. You can't escape. No. Now, my machine and my little ray of death. No. You see, you can't escape. My ray can penetrate brick and steel. It can kill up to a distance of 300 feet. That's how I was able to kill Gustav Matley and Gloria Kingsley from my house. My ray was trained on the desk chair in the study of Matley's home. When the phone rang, I knew that whoever answered it would then be sitting in that chair. Simple?
1: <laughs> Not simple enough for you to escape punishment for your crimes, Arnold Fantas. Shadow. Who said that? Where is that voice? Right beside you, Arnold Fantas. The voice you hear is the voice of the Shadow. The Shadow? So, you murdered your good friend Gustav Matley to keep him from discovering that you had falsified his will. So as to leave everything to you. Yes, Shadow. And in attempting to murder his son... You killed Gloria Kingsley. Yes, now you know. You couldn't have defended young Matley in a court of law, Fantas, and you know it. You were disbarred for illegal practices years ago. Oh, so you know all my secrets, Shadow. Did you believe that you could escape paying for your crimes?
5: Yes, Shadow, because only you and Miss Lane here know my secret, and you're both going to die. Eh, Now my death ray is ready. I can't see you, Shadow, but my ray can find you. It doesn't have to see. Fantas. I'm going to turn it slowly and spray the room with it. Nothing can live in its path. It burns internally
3: Shadow, stop
5: me Nothing, no power can stop me now, Miss Lane There, now, slow, slow, every part of the room Shadow,
3: it's pointing toward me, Shadow, What?
5: I... Oh. Fainted, fainted, Miss Lane No matter, we will come back for you later First, I must deal with the Shadow Why don't you speak to me, Shadow? Is it possible that you're already dead? Ah, that's it, I've killed the Shadow Now to finish off my little job This lane must feel the deadly ray. And then, then I'm free.
1: The machine, the machine, it's, (laughs) it's... Yes, Fantas, your diabolical machine is destroyed. You've reached the end of your road of crime. (laughs) That everlasting sleep that born from which no traveler ever returns, that eternal rest called death. How often men have attempted to close the mouth of the accuser, seal their lips forever, and how often they have failed. For dead men, in spite of the legend, do tell. Yes, they speak and point with a bony, fleshless finger at their murderers.
0: In the South Pacific today, American soldiers are fighting desperately against overwhelming odds. They're making every shot count. Picture an American sniper at work.
3: There's one them.
0: Perfect. Here comes another one. You can do your bit right here at home. You can help put bullets in that gun. You can help build warships and planes and tanks and all the material of war right this minute. Buy United States bonds and stamps regularly every week. That's how you can help show that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit.
1: Crime does not pay. The shadow knows.
0: (laughs) That concludes today's episode.